Hello everyone and welcome back to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I am joined by Nalin Saluja. He is the co-founder and CTO of Virohan. Virohan is a Gurgaon-based healthcare edtech startup creating a niche intersection of healthcare and edtech. They provide vocational trainings for paramedics such as OT technicians, lab technicians and x-ray technicians by enabling them with a progressive livelihood. And I really like that. So, uh, Nalin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anurag. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. This is Nalin Saluja, this side. Pleasure is all mine, Nalin. Thank you so much for doing this with the Socially Desi show. So, Nalin, um, you know, to the audience who may not be aware about you, why don't you tell us a bit about your professional journey so far? Sure. Uh, so, I'm an engineer by profession and a co-founder and CTO at Virohan. Uh, we started in 2018 and uh, Virohan is an edtech company. We provide, uh, as you mentioned, demand-led quality learning for youth uh, so that they can achieve jobs, focusing on the healthcare sector for now. Uh, and uh, what we essentially do is we're partnering with colleges, existing colleges across the country, and instantly adding uh, the healthcare category to their portfolio of courses uh, with exclusive international accreditations that we bring in and a tech platform uh, that uh, standardizes the training and placement and everything and minimizes their investment or even dependence on subject matter experts. So uh, that's what we're doing at Viravan. That's, and we, you know, like uh, right now, uh, Essentially, like if to put it simply, Viroman is a demand-led edtech platform for higher education with, with current focus on healthcare. Um, and uh, I'm a CTO, so I look after the entire technology development, product development and growth marketing of the company. But when it comes to identifying this opportunity, what was the inspiration behind it? Right, so uh, the uh, inspiration behind it was honestly this sort of very, very large demand and supply gap. There's approximately 10 million uh, people working in the sector today, uh, 93% of whom are estimated to be untrained and uncertified. Uh, and that obviously is a huge risk in a, in a sector which has such a direct impact on, on our lives. Uh, 93% of the people are currently untrained and uncertified. Um, and the demand for these, we have, it's projected to be 40 million people are needed for the sector. Now, imagine the situation where only 7% of the existing 10 million are trained and you, you need 40 million in the country. That's a massive, massive demand supply gap. And, you know, yeah. that's sort of what we saw. And that's where, you know, we, we created Virohan to address that gap. Interesting. And that's an eye-opener, 93%. That's, that's a huge number. And you like you know rightly said that uh, if there's such a big demand and supply gap, then I think you know this kind of an opportunity uh, is is definitely something that people can look out for. And we have seen uh, in the last couple of years how the whole ad tech space in India has really boomed. Uh, and you know, uh, with companies like Baiju's, you know, being the unicorns and being one of you know the the best, the top 
uh, at tech in the world. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's high time that we also look at healthcare, which is right now the hot topic. And with the whole COVID situation, uh, the way uh, you, you said, right, we need those 40 million people, we need those trained people from, but the challenge is from where will they come? And I think any that that is where, you know, at tech platforms really shine. And uh, that's lovely to know. So, you said that Virohan currently is uh, focusing on uh, healthcare, right? So uh, right now, if you have to uh, identify or, or establish a USP for your platform, what would that be? Right. No, absolutely. So uh, let me come to the healthcare part in a bit. Let me first start with, you know, uh, higher education in general. Sure, so, sure. Uh, we're a fast-growing economy, right? And yet India ranks in the bottom 20% for workforce readiness globally. And uh, uh, we have a demographic dividend that's kicking in. 15 million youth are joining the workforce every year and only about 3 million of them are estimated to be gainfully employed. Uh, so, And the situation is only sort of getting worse. Now, there's a few, few different factors that, um, that are contributing to that. Uh, one is that, you know, thanks to the changes driven by Industry 4.0 and technology in general across different sectors, uh, the, the nature of jobs is changing very rapidly. It's estimated that 85% of jobs that will exist in 2030 haven't been invented yet. And our higher education system, on the other hand, is, is you know, sort of much more static uh, yeah. uh, as opposed to, you know, what, what industry is going through. Uh, sure. So it's, it's, in a lot of ways, it's disconnected from those industry needs, uh, leading to only 24% of the graduates today getting jobs. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that, that's a big problem. And, you know, we need a new mindset to adapt our higher education system to the skills that are needed for this future workforce. And that's essentially where Virohan comes in. Uh, now, coming back to healthcare, healthcare is today the third largest employer in India with a 23% right. uh, uh, annual growth rate uh, pre-COVID. And it has a massive need for industry demanded education because of the large numbers that we're talking about and the huge impact on human lives, etc. Right. Right. Um, and uh, uh, allied health professionals, so paramedics. You know, we use that word um, more sort of generally in India, but uh, really the, the technical word is allied health professionals. Okay. Uh, and uh, allied health professionals as a is, a is the umbrella that covers everything from hospital administration to OT technicians, lab technicians to to pharma assistants, uh, okay. and uh, you know, so there's a few different types of allied health professionals that exist, and they form a majority of health workers. Uh, so for, to give you a sense, uh, the overall healthcare uh, workforce only, but, uh, you know, uh, 15% are doctors, 25% are nurses, and about 60% are allied health workers, right? right? So they, they form a very large portion. And as I said, 40 million of them are needed uh, by 2028. And to be able to fulfill this larger requirement, we need, a, we need an edtech intervention and we need it now. So Virohan's platform offers predictable outcomes to all its students and has delivered, you know, like, I mean, we, we've been, uh, as launched in 2018, we've trained over uh, 3,000 students uh, and, you know, we have an NPS of over 65, uh, a referral rate of over 52, uh, job achievement rate of 100% this financial year. So, you know, that those are the kind of outcomes that our platform is able to bring out. So what we essentially do is we standardize the healthcare training make that affordable and accessible in every part of the country, uh, remove the dependence on subject matter experts and ensure that more youth can 
uh, achieve proper training and join the healthcare sector. But Nalin, uh, just a quick question. Uh, you know, I think uh, providing education is one part of it, but I think uh, creating awareness is is the other side of uh, the equation. Because uh, when you say you want to provide this education throughout the country in deeper pockets, in areas where, uh, you know, the online education is not that easily accessible. So I think, you know, uh, what are your thoughts when it comes to creating this awareness for the youth who may not be aware of that I can get into a job like this, I can, you know, uh, become a paramedic, I can help the, uh, the, I can be the support staff in a hospital. So, ye, how do you create this uh, awareness? No, you're absolutely right, Anurag. That is one of the largest uh, challenges. And I think, you know, when um, if you think back to when the BPO industry first came to India, I think the challenge was to create awareness uh, and, you know, get attract the talent to, uh, to the sector. When the telecom industry started booming, I think then they had a similar uh, sort of a challenge. When the airline industry... Uh, started booming, they had to do massive drives to be able to start attracting talent. And I think it's time for healthcare to do that now. Uh, I, you know, I mean, everything said and done, uh, like, you know, whether it sounds uh, politically correct or incorrect, the fact is that COVID has changed uh, a lot of mindset toward, uh, towards healthcare and has started making us think about it in a, in a very serious way and that's that's every one of us is thinking about our uh, about our healthcare not just for ourselves but for you know in in the context of our country in the context of our districts what is the infrastructure available to us who are the people involved in the system and and that you know for for the sector as a whole is actually a you know unfortunately a good thing mm-hmm. uh, i mean the circumstances are unfortunate of course but Overall, it's a good thing because we need to do that. Healthcare has been a right. sector that's been far too ignored for far too long. And it's time we work on it. And, you know, the thing is, there is huge career opportunities available in the healthcare sector today. Like, you know, the starting right. salaries have, have really increased. We are, we, we are talking about, you know, thirty to 40,000 a month, going up to a lakh, lakh and a half a month. Uh, okay. You know, so uh, given the kind of opportunities that are available to youth, uh, today in the healthcare sector, there's hardly any other uh, any other sector that comes close. Uh, and so, you know, like I mean, you can do engineering uh, of four years and get a job in computer science, and of course, you'll get a great career there. Uh, but if you if you don't have the uh, if you can't invest that much time or money uh, into your education, or you just don't want to be an engineer, uh, then you know you need another career option. And healthcare provides just that because in about a year. Of education, you you get on a very strong career trajectory, and I think that's such a strong value proposition that you know that. And of course, we are also putting our efforts into generating that awareness. But I think a lot of it is just you know, it's it's also to be honest, going viral at the moment. And and what is that really attracts a student? So you know, you gave an example of engineering. You can do engineering. You can get a good career ahead. People do medical, they become doctors. Uh, when it comes to uh, these kind of specialized uh, vocational trainings, uh, what is that particular thing which attracts a student to this path? I think, you know, the uh, the great thing about it, you know, we, we visit the communities where our students live. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, one thing that I uh, realized very early on is that the general awareness, lack of awareness is is more, you know, like, I mean, of course, the, the higher the the, uh, the age bracket of the people, the, there's more lack of awareness there right. about these kind of job roles, right? 
And uh, uh, so I, I, when I visit the, the communities where our students are, you know, like staying and, you know, talk to their, uh, talk to people in the communities, etc. And about how they, what they perceive um, about, about those, uh, the career that, uh, that the student has chosen. A lot of times what I hear from them is that, you know, that, that they're surprised that this kid turned out to be a doctor. Now, right. they use the word doctor very casually there, right? Like, and, uh, because, yep. because it's not a doctor, clearly. But, but the thing is that, you know, for, uh, for a large percentage of the population of the country, a healthcare worker is equal to a doctor. Uh, and right. they don't necessarily see the split of, you know, of, of what all different types of healthcare workers there are. And of course, it's a very complex on-ground situation because we have Ayush doctors, we have, uh, you know, allopathic doctors. We also have right. uh, a certain percentage of doctors who are not really qualified. And so, you know, like people generally get confused. And what we have seen is that uh, the, that an OT technician generally, like, I mean, you know, people start perceiving them uh, as, as not healthcare workers, but like as doctors uh, or, you know, or maybe just that the line between the two is very blurred in there uh, for them. And that brings so much respect uh, from the communities for the students who are doing these jobs, because you know, do, because at the end of the day, healthcare workers are are the, as a career, it's it's always been looked up to, right? And right, right. Um, and so you know, you get this immediate sort of uh, social kick that comes in uh, the moment you uh, you get a job in the healthcare system. And it's not just true for it's 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 actually really really true for women, because if you look at the uh, the women's labor force participation rates, that's something that India has been uh, struggling with over the last few years because it's been declining fairly rapidly. Uh, but what we have seen is that healthcare offers uh, families with with declining labor, uh, women uh, labor force participation the right opportunity for them to bring their women back into the workforce. Um, so about 50% of our, uh, of the, of the people we have trained have been women. Uh, okay. and they find it to be a very respectable career, a very safe workplace. Uh, their families are very happy, you know, when, when they're, uh, when women, uh, achieve jobs in hospitals, labs, etc. And, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, it's just, it's just a, that whole sort of real social capital that comes, that you get, uh, out of, you know, achieving these jobs. I think that's a, that's a massive uh, uh, boost to uh, to drive people into the direction of, of this sector. And what sort of job roles are we talking about? So these are job roles like operation theater technician, medical lab technician, radiology technician, emergency medical technician, hospital administration, dialysis technician, optometry technician. So, you know, I mean, the, there's a there's about 45 different job roles that I can list out. Wow, wonderful! Yeah, I, I think uh, to our listeners today, they would have gained lot many good insights uh, from this particular segment because, uh, like you said, almost fifty percent of your trained students are women, and uh, you said more than forty-five different job roles are available. And I'm sure there'll be more. And uh, this is actually a great opportunity for women and people actually who want to start over. Do you think that people who want to restart their careers, this is also a good opportunity for them? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you don't get, uh, you, there is not a whole lot of options out there where you invest 
X rupees into your education, you know, just Y number of months. And all of a sudden, the kind of returns that you get. So, uh, for example, the payback period today is about three months, right? So whatever oh, you okay. invest in your entire education, you earn back in three months of salary, right? Wow. Um, that is very, very low investment. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the so it's great returns. And that is just the starting salary. Then the other side, the great side of it is that also offers very strong career progression. And, you know, like, I mean, because what we want to ensure that our students don't just achieve jobs, but they should be in steady careers that can help them break through the, uh, you know, the sort of social pyramid of being uh, stuck in a certain income bracket or, or stuff like that, right? Like the, your career should enable you to be able to break through uh, those ranks. And I think healthcare offers that. So why not? If anybody today is thinking about uh, where they should be building their career and they have a few months that they can invest in their education, I think it's an absolutely brilliant career option. For sure, for sure. And like you said, you know, healthcare right now is one of the hottest industries which are hiring left, right and center. So I think, you know, it, it brings up uh, a great opportunity for students across India and across the globe to actually uh, you know, uh, figure this out, uh, experiment, uh, do some research and of course, listen to this podcast to get more information about right. you know, how you can get uh, your career into healthcare. And you don't just have to be a doctor or a nurse to be in the healthcare sector. You can have different roles. And like, you know, Nalin said, guys, there are more than 45 different kind of job roles that you can look at. So wonderful, wonderful. So Nalin, uh, let's, let's break into another segment and let's talk about something which is directly your niche. You are the CTO of Virohan. So uh, when it comes to innovations and when it comes to edtech, so, so far we have seen uh, like, you know, you can get your K-12 education online, you can have vocational uh, studies, you can do your MBA, upgrad is there. So, a lot of these platforms are showcasing how you can, uh, you know, bring that traditional uh, kind of teaching online. But what sort of innovations uh, uh, do you see coming in uh, in the edtech space overall? And then, you know, let's focus on healthcare as well. Right. So, yeah, I think firstly, like I would like to sort of talk about edtech in two different parts. There's K-12 yep. and then there's higher education. Yep. Uh, K-12, of course, you know, we there's Baijus, there's, there's Topper, there's Unacademy, there's uh, Vedantu. There's a whole bunch of different organizations that are doing some phenomenal work. Um, focusing on the students who are from kindergarten to their 12th grade, right? And that, that sort of part of their, uh, uh, their journey. And then there's the higher education vertical. Uh, higher education, there's slightly different players involved. There's Upgrad, there's Simply Learn, there's Verohan. Uh, 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 and, uh, you know, what I think players in the higher education space are working towards is building a, uh, building a technology platform that can ensure that their students achieve jobs at the end, right? And so your intervention has to be very targeted, very precise, very sort of d- driven by industry demand, and ensure that the students that come out of it learn exactly what is needed for them to be able to achieve great jobs in um, in a very sort of fast-growing sector. Right. Um, and that's where the challenge lies, and that's exactly what the challenge that Virohan is working on. Uh, so our tech platform has a whole bunch of different uh, uh, initiatives uh, built into it. We uh, essentially understand the market demand uh, uh, using some machine learning algorithms, okay. uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, throttle our intakes of students into different programs and different geographies based on the market demand. 
uh, align our curriculum with that, uh, train the students uh, using our app, uh, different applications, both in class and online, uh, in a in a pedagogy that we uh, have sort of you know tweaked a lot to be able to achieve really high completion rates. I'm talking over 95% completion rates, less than 7% dropout rates. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, get like uh, achieve metrics which are just which beat industry benchmarks uh, by a mile, uh, and that's essentially what we've what we've cracked with our tech platform. Um, and you know, by doing that, what we can ensure is that no matter which part of this country uh, we launch our next campus in, we can hit the ground running and we can start training youth there and connect them with the jobs uh, out there. Uh, that's that's the Virohan. Uh, product in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, when it comes to innovations, uh, what what sort of direction do you see uh, the ad platform, you know, ad tech platform moving towards? You know, there's a lot that's going to happen over the next uh, uh, ten years. Of course, education is becoming a lot more accessible and affordable, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so you you don't uh, because see, uh, there is that we have some. We have some very senior and qualified people uh, in our team, some doctors uh, uh, with stellar credentials. Uh, And, you know, like, I mean, when they're creating the training material uh, and that training material is available to each and every one of the students in in every part of the country, that's that's something that they're getting for a really, really affordable rate because they wouldn't have been able to get in front of the doctor uh, and learn from the doctor. Uh, in in any other situation, right? And right. I think that that's that's sort of a value that EdTech has already unlocked, where every one of us now has access to some of the best experts out there in the world. But I think it's going to get a lot more engaging over the next few years because you know I think engagement is where everyone's sort of focusing on now to ensure that you know that that it's not just uh, uh, holding a phone and you know like uh, having a unidirectional. Uh, engagement, but you know, but get much more deeply involved. Uh, gamify the experience. Uh, make right. you really make learning really, really enjoyable. Um, and uh, use technology and you know tools that we have used in building game, addictive games, and you know social platforms till now. But bring those to the education space. Uh, and use use the uh, uh, you know the uh, effect the the sort of tools that we have in gamification and uh, with social capital and you know you leverage those to be able to creating uh, to be able to create a habit forming learning product um, and I think that's something that we're going to see very rapidly over the next few uh, years and I think that's going to change the game completely uh, for higher education because I think learning something new will become so easy uh, that you know that will enable us all to you know start even if we want to very late in our, in our lives switch careers you know just make it that easy you know not be uh, not be a daunting thing that oh I have to go back to college and I have to take out two years of my life nothing like that something that's very simple very flexible but at the same time keeps you aligns you to a goal builds a plan for you keeps you on that plan and engages you makes you makes it an enjoyable learning experience. That's where uh, that's where we're all headed. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the analogy that you gave ab- about, you know, making your platform a habit forming a learning experience. Because at the end of the day, uh, I think this is really important if you want more engagement, if you want that immersive experience. Because we've been like so used to 
the whole traditional way of going to a physical institution and getting the knowledge in front of you know a one to one or or uh, a face to face interaction with your uh, mentors with your uh, professors that uh, shifting this whole uh, scenario into online will take uh, a bit more time uh, a lot of the uh, tier 1 and urban population has easily adapted to it but i think yes the tier 2 tier 3 cities and the small towns villages that is where you still need to bring in more innovative ideas and like you said gamification is another way great way of bringing that immersive experience and uh, sh- shifting that whole uh, mindset of nahi bhai main to school mein jaake hi padhunga to something that you know my school is in front of me it's in my uh, laptop or it's in front of my uh, mobile phone and i can get all the knowledge uh, but coming back uh, to this particular situation where you get all of your knowledge virtually but as uh, you know uh, let's say an ot technician or somebody who work who is uh, assisting in the radiology uh, how do you get hands on training right absolutely so uh, you know for us we have to make it higher education work for both youth and employers Mm. uh so it has to be a demand led omni channel deep tech training platform that's what we're building right so we train mm. youth uh through aggregated campuses and online because we you know we also today see the uh, that you know that we also have need that in class engagement there is something about the in person engagement that you know we just can't yet take online and we're working on that with uh and you know I, i'm sure that in the next few years we'll be able to crack it but until then yes we are training in class uh for sure um and uh, uh, we're doing all this for the employers right ultimately every training that we're doing is is to ensure that the employers get what they need so all our programs include really long internships and of and i'm saying you know internships of about 5 to 6 months where our candidates work in a real hospital a real lab or diagnostic center uh and practice what they have learned so uh, uh it ends up being great value for the employers as well as they achieve really you know much lower hiring cost to do these low cost long internships and also generate strong alumni referrals uh, they also get a certified workforce that is mandatory for them to achieve accreditations with the national accreditation board of hospitals or national accreditation board of laboratories and etc mm-hmm. they achieve significantly increased patient satisfaction as about right. 70% of patient interaction uh, mm-hmm. in a healthcare environment happens with an allied health professional Uh, okay. and so you know when a patient is spending 70% of the time with the ahps then ahps better be the trained and certified ahps make a world of difference to their overall experience and not right. to mention that they also improve care consistency safety and patient outcomes right so uh, uh so essentially it's is great value for uh, for the, for the students as well as for the employers interesting yeah i i really like that uh, thought you know where you have a good hybrid system in place and i think that's really key right now because like you said it's going to take a few years for the whole system to get robust enough for everything to go virtual but i still feel that uh, there always needs to be a good balance between what you can learn virtually and what you need uh, to learn uh, with some hands on training in front of the uh, you know using the apparatus using the equipments and learning from somebody who is a subject matter expert and somebody who can actually be in front of you and show you how it actually works i think uh, that hybrid system really makes a huge difference and uh, the way our brain works you know i mean uh, it's it's really easy for us to grab something which is in front of us and being talked to us uh, you know uh, physically so i think that's that's great uh, yeah so i'm not going to just like to build on that you're absolutely yeah, yeah. right and it's just about 
uh, ensuring that you deliver the the right kind of uh, learning with the right kind of medium, right? So mm. uh, there is a right medium for the kind for so for example, if you just have to learn tech, core technical concepts, you can do that online. Yeah. You need to learn interpersonal engagement. You need to be in a classroom. You need to yeah. learn uh, hands-on practical stuff. You're better off in a real life environment where uh, real tests are happening. With with uh, so you know, like there is a right and right medium for the for each component of training, and that's essentially what we have done as well, where we've broken down our training into these different components and providing each of those trainings in these different settings and uh, environments, so so that the learning is optimized, and that's where we are able to achieve uh, you know employability and workforce readiness a lot faster than the higher education system has been able to uh, so far. True, true. Completely agree with that. I think you need that balance. You need the right kind of uh, venues, avenues, and the right kind of setup for each uh, a different kind of trainings that so- somebody needs to go through. So I think that's really key in order to give that that complete experience and and uh, that overall three sixty degree development of a student from where the student mm-hmm. actually transitions to become a professional. And Correct. that is what I think, like you said, you know, it's a demand-led economy, and uh, at the end of the day, it's the it's the uh, the company, the uh, you know, the employer uh, who is looking for the talent, and uh, you know, Virohan has that setup wherein students can be positioned uh, as experts, and then they can get better opportunities and get hired by these employers. So, uh, really well said. Uh, Nalin, uh, coming to uh, the point on COVID and uh, in the last couple of years, we have seen how the whole uh, healthcare industry, the whole country was uh, shaken up, uh, especially in the second wave which came in. Uh, how did, uh, you know, uh, how has your organization been able to cope up with it? How did you help, uh, you know, your uh, students and, and the uh, healthcare industry in general? Right. No, that's an excellent question. So, you know, when we first learned uh, about COVID-19 in March 2020, uh, we realized that our best efforts will contain the rate of spread and flatten the curve, but we're never going to address a quantum of disease as such, given its uh, high infectiousness. So we anticipated a rise in the uh, COVID-19 cases as soon as lockdowns were lifted. And uh, uh, one thing I want to uh, highlight is that uh, the COVID-19 uh, crisis uh, not only increased the uh, demand for specific healthcare job roles, which it did, uh, especially mm-hmm. medical lab and phlebotomy yeah. and all, but but it also increased the responsibility burden across the existing healthcare uh, workers uh, because they had to now follow stringent protocols against the spread of infectious diseases, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, these additional responsibilities uh, that they were doing were separate from the routine workload uh, uh, that they were facing as a result of increased number of you know sick people in the hospitals, challenges related to capacity building, increased uh, panic in the general population, etc. And healthcare workers have to deal with all of that, right? And so, yeah. but at the same time, just like the rest of the country, they were also ex- exposed to confusing information from various sources, especially, unfortunately, sure. WhatsApp. Uh, and this misinformation was going to prevent them from doing their jobs, which could have had, you know, fatal implications. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, back then, the urgent need for the healthcare industry uh, was a wider distribution of clinically correct information. And in order to help healthcare professionals across the country, we use our online training uh, uh, platform to, uh, to you know, uh, educate them on core medical facts that are 
critical in fighting the spread of COVID-19 and address all their doubts related to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were supported by Omidya Networks. Uh, and uh, with their support, you know, we trained about 1,200 healthcare professionals. Okay. And uh, uh, with all this information on COVID-19, so that each individual become a source of clinically correct information and practices for the community and for their teams. Uh, so that's how we uh, we began, and that's what we did last year. By the time the second wave came, uh, uh, you know, we had also integrated the, the tra- core training on COVID-19 into our curriculum uh, okay. for all our uh, training programs and all our students. And so this year, I'm glad to say that when the second wave came, uh, you know, uh, it's it's uh, in context of India, we needed much larger numbers, of course, but we were able to provide 500 healthcare professionals to the industry uh, uh, at the beginning of the second wave, working healthcare professionals, right, trained and certified, ready to join the workforce. Uh, and, you know, that that's the little that, you know, that we did because, of course, last year was uh, also, you know, like with all the constant lockdowns and everything and, you know, uh, education in general getting uh, disrupted in uh, yeah, various yeah. ways, especially at the school level. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it, 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 there were several challenges, but I'm glad that we were able to provide uh, 500 trained and certified, uh, ready to sort of hit the ground running healthcare workers to the industry uh, at the time of the start of the second wave. No, for sure. I think every single person matters. I um, mean, uh, 500 for me, that's a huge number because like you said, uh, 93% of uh, the people are not there. So, so at the end of the day, if you are providing at least like if if even one person joins in the force and helps somebody, I think that's a huge, huge uh, right. service that they are doing to humanity and to the country, to the people. I think that's great. Uh, so you know, kudos to you and your team for uh, you know doing this. And I'm, I'm I'm sure you know you must have faced a lot of challenges during this in order to make sure that uh, adding that curriculum in itself, uh, making sure that the curriculum is done properly and it it actually has all the um, you know uh, what do you say the norms and the regulations in place. Uh, which meets the guidelines of the of the uh, government and you know the the, the other bodies that, that are taking care of and, and WhatsApp University that's a very different case altogether because right. you get like such nonsense information there and, and I mean there was like plethora of information which had no connection to COVID but then you know right. people were just blindly following it and a lot of people actually uh, uh, made their health worse because of that information so. I'm right. glad that right now we don't have that situation, but uh, I don't know. But it's like you know, sometimes people need to uh, really, really uh, understand what needs to be done and what is true and what is wrong. They need to really figure it out. I think that's a big thing. Right. No, absolutely. So, Nalin, uh, you know, before we uh, wrap up today's episode, uh, any any future plans for Virohan and any other releases that you have planned in? Yeah, so given the opportunity at hand, you know, we're currently only focusing on growth by increasing the number of partnerships that we have uh, with colleges across the country because we want to ensure that we can get this training to every district of the country as soon as possible. Uh, we need it across the country. Uh, there is demand across the country and we just need to get out there and ensure that, you know, that we're able to provide this training and in as many colleges as possible. So we, we are engaging with colleges and universities uh, uh, right now. We, we're in, we have ongoing uh, we convers- about 40 for, to 45 ongoing conversations for new partnerships that we're launching soon. And we plan to set up about 250 campuses in the next uh, few years. 
and at the same time we have uh, also launched uh, an online we uh, completely online training programs which are only for the uh, working healthcare professionals who are currently untrained and uncertified uh, so these people who are already working in the sector but they never received formal training it's a great opportunity for them to learn the underlying concepts uh you know uh, understand uh, the sops get certified become a formal part of the workforce and not stay on the fringes of the industry especially as the industry is poised for such massive growth uh so those are the two key things that we're focusing on uh, ensuring that you know that uh, we can take our training to every part of the country and then also uh, you know start uh, engaging with the uh, with the existing healthcare workforce who's uh, so far untrained and uncertified wonderful and what's the best way to reach you out Uh, well, I mean, you know, we're available across uh, different channels, uh, but you know, visit virohan. dot com, uh, and that's our website, and that has our contact information. We're obviously available on all uh, channels. Uh, you you can reach us on WhatsApp. You can uh, on the official number of the company. Uh, you can call us. Uh, you can even email us at uh, just uh, hello at virohan. dot org. And uh, yeah, we, we're pretty responsive, and we'd love to uh, chat with. Uh, with everyone are really like i mean whether it's a, it's a youth looking to join the sector a college who's uh, looking to add this vertical or an employer looking to hire uh, or just someone who's curious about the whole thing just happy to chat with people and spread uh, the awareness so yeah definitely encourage people to uh, reach out to us wonderful guys so uh, the links will be in the show notes below do definitely check out virohan uh and uh, of course if you want to reach out to nalin and other co-founders you can reach them out on linkedin we'll put the links in the show notes below as well uh, with that uh, nalin uh, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today i'm sure our audience would have gained good insights uh, new information and some really great eye openers so thank you so much for being in the show today thank you so much for having me everyone it was a pleasure speaking with you So that wraps it up for today folks. If you liked the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. We would love to have Nalin on our show again in the future to talk more about the wonderful world of healthcare and paramedics. So if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always before I sign off remember life is black and white and everything in between